friends, and welcome back to an episode of Life on the Road with me. Uh, this week, I couldn't tell you what week it is, what day it is, what month it is, where I am, honestly. It has been such a busy few months if you've been following along. This trip that came up was so random. It popped up about two weeks ago when I was in Tokyo and Singapore, and all of a sudden we were scheduled to go to South America. And let me tell you, this South America trip was one for the books in the way that it tested me as a flight attendant, as a chef on board, and just as a person. Um, It has been an amazing learning curve and also one of my favorite trips in one way and also one of my least favorite trips in a completely different way, which I feel like flight attendants might very much so be able to relate to. Um. So let's dive in. Um, Happy belated Thanksgiving to everyone, because by the time you hear this, it will be past Thanksgiving. Um, I originally recorded this over Thanksgiving weekend um, in my cute little Airbnb hotel that I had. And let me tell you, I was in Charleston and I had this wonderful like apartment hotel And it was the cutest little place in Charleston downtown called The Pinch. If you guys ever go to Charleston, please try and stay at The Pinch. It is the nicest hotel, super cute, has a kitchen, it has a living room, it has a separate bedroom, has in-room laundry, which was a lifesaver for me. Um, And I just got to use this as a (laughs) reprieve from the Brazil and South America trip, which was great. I literally did not want to do anything for days like and luckily because I was in this hotel that had a kitchen and it was so comfortable there and it just felt like an extension of someone's home. I really didn't feel the need to go out too much. Anyway, getting sidetracked, but I originally recorded that this episode while I was there, but I ended up not actually recording it. Fun story, except not so fun for me. Um, so here we are, re-recording in the comfort of my home. Um, I just finished putting up Christmas lights in my house and my Christmas tree I went and got today. Um, I real cutely struggle bust lifting it in onto my car <laughs> and dragging it in myself. It's always a cute experience as a single person during the holidays. Um, very humbling very, very humbling. (laughs) Um, But so now I'm surrounded by my pups and Christmas lights and I get to tell tell all of you about this um, very intriguing trip that I just went on that I think if you're new to the industry or even if you're not, it could be so valuable to listen to because it not only has to do about doing a very intense international trip, but also planning food-wise for that and what that looks like, working with your company and with your maintenance on anything involved in that, as well as your pilots, as well as how does that look for you as a flight attendant and what are you doing differently on a trip like this? So as I said, I learned about this trip about a week and a half before it popped up and I flew down to San Francisco. The plan was to fly down two days before which is where the trip originated. And that ended up not happening because my mom was sick. And so I just wanted to be nearby in case anything happened. If anyone listens along, my mom has some health stuff going on right now that's been scary. And so I just asked my bosses kindly, like, 
hey, I know I can get everything I need to get done in the day before the trip. Not ideal, but I can do it. Is this okay? And they were so nice. They were like, absolutely family first, like do what you need to do. And so I did, and I'm really glad I did like give that I gave myself that extra day. Um, and I think that that's such an important thing to learn as you go forward as a flight attendant. And once you're able to make those limitations at work, if you need to, I'm really lucky and my bosses are so understanding and they know the situation and they're just very aware and kind humans. <laughs> so it was no issue at all for me, which was fantastic. Um, and so I went down the day before the trip, which was really like a day and a half because it was a red eye um, to Brazil with a stopover on the East Coast. Um, what planning looked like for this trip looked like me sitting down for a few hours and menu planning. As I menu planned and looked at the places that we were going, the, the essentially we were going to five different locations within Brazil. All of them were pretty desolate places with no grocery stores, barely nice hotels. Um, it was not like a fun trip. And so for security reasons, my team asked me, hey, other than Sao Paulo, we really would like you to stay in your hotel. Like, don't leave. If you do, please let security know. We were very lucky. And we traveled with the security team. Um, and so that was very nice. Um, but they just asked me kindly, like, hey, unless you really have to and communicate with us, please try to prep for like not leaving the hotel. I looked at where we were going in these like sessions where I was preparing and menu planning and they were not kidding. These are not nice places. They had no grocery stores. Like the nicest grocery store was like the equivalent to like a 7-Eleven in the first four places that we went. So I came up with the idea as I saw and did on a previous account where they had a plug-in cooler in their cargo that they traveled with, whether it be for extra supplies during flight because of a long flight day or so that in case of an emergency, they could take that off and plug it in at their hotel to keep food safe um, while on a layover. Well, all of our stays were less than 20 hours on the ground at these new places and we flew every day for six days. Um, and so... And I knew ahead of time that the FBOs wouldn't store the food or I had a good hunch that they would not. So I went ahead and got approval to order this cooler for the back, got approval from my maintenance guys, which is super important, got approval from my pilots and got approval from my company. Um, I am very lucky in the way that I got to do that. And then everyone knew on the team, hey, my plan is to pack 90% of the food for this trip. There was one hotel at our fourth stop thank goodness <laughs> that was a nice enough hotel that I was like I can source protein from there to supplement within my menu and pack like risottos pastas I was had the cooler so I had a lot of fresh veggies some shelf stable stuff um of course and then I had like some stuff that was, could stay um better longer like sweet potatoes and um polenta and that kind of thing and so I started shaping my menu in that way, thinking this through and thinking about how many things that I could overlap in the six days of menus. So like, A, if we didn't use it on one menu, like he didn't pick one of the options, him and his friends, then I could 
roll something over and tweak it just a bit to make it feel brand new. So while I did plan my menu out, I had a few little um, ideas for like room for tweaking in the way that if they didn't pick an option from the day before, now I had corn and I didn't expect to have extra corn. So doing that. Um, And that was kind of fun to play with because I couldn't go to the grocery store. So I was kind of shopping within my own grocery store that I traveled with (laughs) and tweaking as I went and making adjustments as I went or inevitably like like my cilantro went bad because it had been it was day five and it was like you know going in and out of I don't even know but it just like it wasn't up to like my par for serving and so I all of a sudden didn't have cilantro um (laughs) and then my pilots dropped a carton of eggs so then bam I was down a carton of eggs so definitely had to roll with the punches on this for sure um but that was very interesting So going back to the beginning, our first day was a marathon day where, you know, it was uh, West Coast to East Coast with a stop for fuel and for a passenger and then East Coast down to Brazil. And then unfortunately, for some reason, it got lost in translation. We didn't have a ride set up to our hotel, which was like 30 or 40 minutes away from the FBO. So after cleaning the aircraft another hour and a half, we on top of that didn't have transportation for another hour and a half and had to sit in the Brazil heat for an extra hour and a half after being awake for like 19 hours, pushed us to like 21 hours of being awake. Oh my goodness. It was so not ideal. Also, hot tip, layer when you go to, when you're going to hot places, (laughs) layer your uniform so you can shed a layer. I wore... (laughs) dumb i wore like an alpaca sweater because it was cold in san francisco (laughs) and let me tell you i was sweating so hard i should have changed but it was like too late and then we were waiting inside of this truck with no ac for our actual ride to the hotel and obviously there was nowhere to change anyway just pack layers or wear layers even better yet i learned a lesson in this Uh, my pilots were all laughing at me because there were literal beads of sweat just like going down every surface of me because it was just so hot and humid. If you hadn't heard, Brazil has been very hot. Hello, Taylor Swift. Yes, we were in Brazil at the same time. Did not get to go see her concerts. Also would not have wanted to for obvious reasons. It was so hot there that bad things were happening and it was very warm. So if you're going there in the next minute, prepare yourself. Um, So we get to Brazil. The first day, I just sleep. And really, this was a trip that my pilots, um, they called a pajama trip. So meaning it was one of these trips where we worked, went to the hotel, changed into our pajamas, slept, changed into our uniform, went to the hotel, got into our pajamas, slept, repeat, 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 right? Because in a lot of these places too, we were eating the best room service they could offer. Um, At the first three places, let me tell you, it was rough. I ate um, fries for the first like 24 hours of this trip um, because that was all that was like decent on the menu. And that was, there, there wasn't anything within walking distance to me either. And I was told not to, if I could avoid it. Um, 
So that was fun. I also know better. I had nuts with me, which are like my on the road snack that I take to my hotel room typically. But still, like after 24 hours of not eating like a meal, you definitely are hungry. Um, And if it were in the U.S., I probably would have packed like right rice or like something that could have I could have used like a, you know, a hot pot and water to make a meal of some sort. But this was just such a weird trip. And also I was so tired and also customs was a whole thing. Let me tell you, getting my fridge items into Brazil was it. I've not had this issue this heavily before, uh, but it was an issue for sure where um, we ended up getting the okay of like, okay, as long as we don't have to store it, you're fine to bring in all of your food items. And that was such a blessing because in my eyes, for like two hours there was a possibility we were gonna have to throw out all of my food and I was like panicking because there's one of two things that you can do here uh well there's really one of three you can do what I did and be a like psychomaniac like wants to have control and pack everything and doesn't want to use caterers on the road because that is my job as a chef on board also I just don't trust caterers very often especially in places that I don't know So that was my solution for my comfort. And I had a lot of backup options, so I think I would have been fine. I had a lot of shelf-stable stuff, so I would have been able to make meals no matter. Just I wouldn't have had like fresh protein for most of them, herbs, you know, stuff to really make it pop, unfortunately. But nonetheless, I would have had meals, just not the meals that I had planned with all of these wonderful ingredients that I had packed. Option number two is use a caterer and plan it in advance. And like a lot of those countries that are pretty far out there, they're going to want at least 24 hours minimum, if not several days. Um, Definitely something that you need to think about days and days and days out uh, and reach out to them as far out as possible and then keep in touch with them and keep checking in with them. Like don't let that slide. That is never my route typically. Like I've done it in the past before I was like fully an onboard chef, but now that's almost never my preference. Um, However, definitely possible. Um, Even if you just utilize them for dry ice and ice, like that's obviously helpful. Like we definitely bought so many bags of ice for all of my cooler items. But I will tell you, my plug-in fridge worked like a pro. Like it kept that stuff like so cool. I had no issues with my converter. Um, and so that was really amazing. Definitely hefty to lug around, but so worth the price of admission. Um, so those are the first two options. The third option is we were doing small hops in Brazil. So most people, I would say like most clients, like my longest flight within Brazil was an hour and a half. Most clients might not need to eat in that time. They you know, they're going to have food. They probably have a nice restaurant, a nice hotel, whatever. Um, in my case, my client often uses the plane to fuel because he goes really quickly to another destination. And because I'm in tight um, planning with our home team, our like the personal assistants and all of that, I typically know his schedule. And so now I know like, oh, he's going straight to X, Y, and Z. He's going to want to eat. And on my flights, I've n- I've never had a flight with him, I don't think, where he has said, oh, I don't need to eat this flight. Never. So I cooked on all of these legs. Um, but that could be your third option is that you might only need like a snack. 
a small snack that's like shelf stable or pretty easy to pack or whatever um, or none at all. Like you might have an owner that just is like or a client that's just like, I just need a water. I just need a drink, maybe some nuts and I'm good. Fantastic. Love that so much for you. Not my scenario, but good to know in advance, right? So this was the first leg of the trip. The second and third legs, the hotels were rough. Like the first through the third hotels were pretty rough. Like they, there were no frills. <laughs> they were very old. They were not in good areas. Um, we definitely had to stay within the hotel. I stayed, um, I stayed at different hotels than my pilots because that's the arrangement on my account. Um, and on this trip, I was lucky enough and I stayed with the at the same hotel as the security team. And so that was fantastic. I felt very safe within that because I'm, again, very lucky, unique scenario, but I got to stay in touch with all of them and they were checking in on me. I, at one point here, got about 20 to 25 bug bites. Like I just randomly woke up with like 20 to 25 bug bites. I don't know how because the literal only time I was outside on these first few legs was like going from the plane to the hotel. And like that was like literally plane to the car, in the car, on the way to the hotel, car into the lobby, into my room, done. So I really don't know where these bug bites came from, but they were definitely mosquito. And I think, well, I can't say definitely, I guess, but they felt and looked like mosquito. And on this trip, I happened to learn that I am most likely allergic to mosquitoes <laughs> because I was having such an insane allergic reaction. And I didn't really have it until the next day when we were in Sao Paulo. So this is our fifth leg. Um, I'll have to jump back in a minute because I definitely skipped some stuff. But our fifth leg was out of Sao Paulo. And I was running. This was the one place I could run around when, in and get catering shopping because we had our flight back to the U.S., obviously. So I had to replenish everything and do a whole new menu and everything. Um, Sao Paulo was not as catering friendly as I had wanted. I thought it was going to be so easy. There was an eatily there. And I was like, dude, I'm set. It was the smallest eatily I've ever seen. Didn't even have handmade pasta had like barely like a gas station sized amount of fresh food and then the other two levels were just the restaurants um anywho so I am running around with these like 20 to 25 bites on my legs they are painful and they are swollen and so I'm texting my security team and I'm just like hey do we have Benadryl like I ran out of mine on I, I can't remember what happened but I had a trip recently where I think the pilot needed my Benadryl or something and so I was out and so I was like do we have Benadryl or anything and of course they were like what's going on are you okay it's like I'm fine I think but like I'm like getting very nervous about yellow fever <laughs> like I not sure if my shot's up to date. Actually, I know my shot's not up to date. Like, and I was just like, these are growing really big. Like, they hurt. It hurts to walk. They're like kind of excruciating. Anyway, they totally had my back. We travel with a med kit. So they hooked me up with like Benadryl, itching cream, like antibiotics, all of that. Or, and um, anyway, so that was part of the trip, how fun it was. 
go back a few days before this happened, we did have another reprieve hotel that was so lovely. Um, I can't remember where we went. Um, I think it was in Salvador, maybe. And there's a hotel chain called Fasano, which is lovely. The service there was impeccable. The rooms were just absolutely a breath of fresh air compared to what we had been staying in. Um, And I actually was able to source some protein from there for my flight that day. Um, So definitely like an insight to like supplement, right? You can still make food on the plane fresh, but supplement small things to make it food safe and to make it easier on yourself, to make it to just know like this was a five-star hotel, like it was safe, you know? Um, It's where I had dinner the night before and I finally had a warm meal. It was lovely. I had risotto and if you know me, that is like my love language is risotto. Risotto or pasta, I'll take either, but I'll like a little bias towards risotto for sure. So anyway, got some supplement catering from there and I made these really yummy polenta stacks with um, braised short rib and, or no, what was it? It wasn't braised short rib, uh, also buco. Um, And it was so yummy. Um, I posted a picture of it, I think, but oh my gosh, it just turned out better than I could have imagined. Um, And it was so fun to challenge myself in that way because that is actually one that I came up with that morning because I was like, "Mm, I'm going to adjust a bit because I had, um, you know, I had dinner at this restaurant the night before and I was like, I want to use some of the the meat from this restaurant. So I reworked the menu a bit and I'm so glad I did because it was one of my favorite dishes I made on this trip and it turned out so good. My owner loved it um, and it was just fun. Like it was really a fun challenge for me to be like, okay, these are my ingredients. What can I do? Um, And although this trip was not fun for me, like on the road, and it was fairly exhausting because it was six days in a row of consecutive flying and that was really busy. There was a lot of lugging around food. There was a lot. And it really was the pajama trip where there wasn't any time to yourself, really. It was literally like, work, sleep, work, sleep for six days, which I just am very lucky and I'm not used to that very often. Um, I don't have to do that very often um, and have like min rest. Um, I haven't had to do that in a while, so I'm just not accustomed to it anymore. Let me tell you, my body was feeling ragged by the end of this trip. I was so tired and so exhausted that um, we leave Sao Paulo and you know have our I think it was like a nine and a half or ten hour flight and we go into South Carolina into Charleston and I we got in at like probably 1 a.m. I was so tired I think and I woke up and it was Thanksgiving that day that that after I slept and um oh my gosh, I did nothing that day. Like there were so many cute restaurants that were doing something for Thanksgiving. And I had this grand idea of going and doing it. And I did go on like an hour and a half walk. But I honestly just made boxed mac and cheese in my little apartment hotel and watched cheesy Christmas movies and (laughs) drank a glass or two of wine. And I was out for the night again. Um, And that was a large portion of this tail end of the trip. We were there for four days and I was just recovering, honestly. Like, I'm just not used to that rigorous of flying. And it just challenged me creatively. Cre- creatively. Oh, gosh, that was rough. rough. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was all a struggle. 
but it just challenged my like brain. It challenged me physically. It challenged just a lot in a good way. It ended up being one of my favorite culinary trips that I've done in quite a while where I just walked away from every dish being like, I just crushed that and I tried a new technique or and I did like something new. There was something at every day that I was like, oh my gosh, like that was really cool. Um, and the feedback from my owner was just like, if you're a chef on board or if you're a flight attendant and like hospitality, whatever it might be, whenever you get a compliment from your client or your owner, gosh, it means the world. Like ju- it just means the world. Um, my owner turned around at one point on the trip. We had three pilots up front. So I just sit in the back with my owner and his friends. Of course, I sat away from them. So I was a few seats back, a few rows back. But um, I'm, you know, minding my own business. I try not to listen when I'm back there. I try to like look out the window, do my, you know, my 30 second review where my emergency equipment is and all of that. Start thinking about my menu. Um, But my owner said my name and he was like, Virginia. And I, you know, of course came to and I was like, yeah. And he goes, I, we just wanted to tell you, like, we have eaten at five star restaurants and hotels this whole trip and our favorite meals have been on board. And let me tell you, there's no better feeling than getting that compliment, especially in person, like not even from an assistant. Like that just doesn't happen very often. And I'm so grateful that in this scenario, it just it did for me. Um, and it was definitely that like oomph that I needed to finish the trip um, and finish strong. Um, like I think it can either, I think both ways can can encourage you, right? A really good compliment can encourage you to keep up the good work and keep pulling out all the stops, right? Or a negative or constructive comment can also do the same thing. Any of those kind of compliments, comments from owners and clients, I really take into heart. I talked with Madison Papp about this on our interview, and she had such a good perspective of saying thank you, which of course I said thank you so much. Like I was like, didn't know what to say. I was like stunned. But Madison Papp said to say thank you, whether or not it be good or bad. And I think that's so genius, especially as a learning chef like to take constructive feedback and say, thank you, I'm going to take this and learn from it and it'll be better next time is such a wise and like sage tool, right? Like, and I think it shows that you want to be there and that you want to learn and you want to continue to get better. And boy, did luckily for me, it was a good compliment, right? It's easy to say when it's a good compliment. Um, But I have gotten a lot of, not negative, but constructive feedback comments from my owner because he knows his palate. He has a way that he likes things. And especially when I was brand new with him, it was a lot of like, hey, this is a little too citrusy for my taste buds. Or like, hey, like I don't like salt. If anything, I would like to, I prefer to add salt myself, like that kind of thing. So just things of like, note for yourself right like and as we all do as chefs on board always be tasting as you go right because then your palate almost gets accustomed to what your owner likes or what your client likes and then you're like tasting in the mindset of him and you're like "Mm, this is a little too acidic how can I thin this down or whatever it might be um so anyway I think in this trip I really learned and grew a lot in the way of 
just how I operated and do planning six, seven days of menus, multiple courses was like such a fun way of menu planning that I learned like a format that really worked for me. Like for the first time ever, honestly, like menu planning clicked for me where it just flowed and it just made sense. And it was laid out so easy. And it was honestly, um, it's the menu format that my other chefs on on the team use and are very similar to their menu, I guess. And it's so simple. And I don't know why, but I think I always overcomplicate it. And this way, I just saw everything laid out and it was just so nice for my brain. <laughs> like It felt like a hug for my brain seeing this menu laid out. And also just like the challenge and the accomplishment of planning out everything you need for those dishes, listing out every ingredient you're going to need um, and every ingredient that you could reuse in following dishes and incorporating those. Like there's, there's just a lot of learning and a lot of like sense of accomplishment, which just felt good on top of getting an actual compliment. Um, but of course, as I said, it was a very rough trip in the way that it was just tiring. There was a lot of logistics that were happening behind the scenes as well. Um, a lot of either running late or running really early um, in Sao Paulo. I only got to my plane 30 minutes before my client due to traffic. That was insanely stressful. And I'm usually a two, two and a half hour show girl. That was rough. Thank goodness they were coming from lunch. So I knew that they weren't going to be starving when they got on board. So I had time in flight to like gather myself and get myself together and do the prep that I needed to do in order to set myself up for success. Um, so all was well, but there were so many other like behind the scenes things that I am definitely missing. And if you've ever done a long international trip, then you know that there is often stuff that pops up to make your trip challenging. It just is one of those like it seems like a rule of international travel is, okay, what can we add to your plate today? Let us show you. Grand. Thank you so much, International Trip. Um, but yeah, I think that overall, life on the road this past two weeks was actually very good. Um, I think whenever you're challenged, you grow. And I felt like I grew a lot, both as a chef and a flight attendant and with my client and learning his preferences I feel like there was just like a lot of growth that I exhibited um and yeah I just think that it was cheesy but I was very thankful for this trip in the long run I'm also very thankful that it's over and that now I'm home for 10 days <laughs> um so that is wonderful and so far, December for me is looking fairly quiet for the most part. And so I actually get to sit and enjoy my Christmas tree, enjoy some dog snuggles. I actually used all day today to finish so many receipts. It's not funny. I I don't even want to say because there are some people out there that are so on top of it and that enter them as soon as they, you know, as soon as they get the receipt, they take a picture I have tried and that is just not me. I would love to get there. It is not how I can operate in my life. It is a goal. I will say that. It is a goal and I can't wait for the day that I get there. I've been doing this for seven years and I'm still not quite there. 
So, you know, I had my little zip. Um, I have like this little receipt bag. <laughs> was overflowing to the brim today. But I took my Sunday and I got them all done, which felt incredible. And you know what? It worked out. It worked out. I wasn't missing one receipt. They were on time. Um, and that's always a good day, right? <laughs> that's a good day. It might have taken me several hours, but like, when do expenses not take that long? Like, really, like, do they take you that long or do they not? Am I the only one that it takes several hours for me to do? It's just like there's so much like inputting and trip numbers and just it's, it's, it's one of those things that I did not know went along with being a flight attendant and if I had known it could have stopped me I'm mostly kidding but also paperwork is not my friend it's just it's just never been my friend it's not my friend I don't love it but I do it because I love my job um anywho folks um gearing up for December I know so many of us are busy and I know that I don't know about you guys but November was the busiest month I've had in a very long time I am still in my pajamas and it's like 5 p.m today I I don't know about anyone else but typically in my first two day, days home are like this where I might switch from pajamas to leggings to like feel like I'm in my my like nice lounge clothes so like if like a delivery comes or something I'm like put together ish by today's stand standards right my neighbor knocked on my door this morning to return not even this morning Virginia it was 1 p.m in the middle of my expense frenzy and um he was returning a plate that I had made them muffins on and he was so nice he came over to return it and I was so embarrassed like a I thought he was my takeout guy he was not so I was kind of like waiting for him to go away like oh he'll leave it at the door okay cool get the DoorDash video like oh your order's been delivered give it the room and the comfort of giving them like one minute to leave so they don't see you come out and grab the bag because that's awkward um no 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 it was my neighbor knocking at the door so he knocked again so I went to the door and I was so embarrassed because my hair was like a muck and I was in full-on sweats from top to bottom. Thank goodness I had a bra on, like TMI. I'm so sorry, but thank goodness. Like then it would that would have just pushed me over the edge of embarrassment. Um, I had no makeup on. In fact, I still had my pimple patches on because why take them off if you're not going anywhere and you're a DoorDash person, you're not even gonna see. So like, why? Why would you take them off? Soak up the pimple patch goodness for longer <laughs> because you've had the month since 8 p.m. So obviously keeping them on past another like 1 p.m. over 10 hours is the right thing to do over 12 hours. Anywho, uh, welcome to the glamorous life of Virginia post trip. Um, she's real special. If you ever have met her or get to meet her, um, best of luck. Uh, she takes a few days to uh, reacclimate to society. <laughs> My dogs, I, I think I even scare them, but um, hopefully I'm not the only one out there like this. Um, anywho, you have 
probably listened to me blab on a little longer than you needed to. Um, The point of this was international trips. I think that's a huge takeaway. Just any tips and tricks there. Uh, A good reminder, like closing notes, always like be wary of your ice. Um, You know, in Brazil, I asked my passengers and made them aware that it was Brazilian ice and let them make that decision on their own. You guys might not even do that. Uh, um, I had a passenger that specifically liked ice in every drink. Otherwise, you could chill every drink and have it cold and ready to go, right? So you didn't need ice. Um, but I had this passenger that liked ice specifically, like would have gotten mad at me if I could not have ice. And he was totally fine with the re- Brazilian ice. I partook in the Brazilian ice because I really needed an iced coffee like 90% of these flying days. And so I risked it. I risked it and I was totally fine. But so think of that. Um, you know, obviously don't use your water for anything other than dishes. That one should be a no brainer. Um, and just plan ahead as much as you can. Like on this trip, I had to call every FBO and check if what ones had fridges. If so, how much fridge space? If not, is there a catering company or nearby that we can pay to fridge our stuff? If not, how many bags of ice can I get on arrival? All of those questions, start thinking of them. Um, I will share my menu format. It's nothing special. Let me warn you. It just for some reason really clicked in my brain. Also, let me say I pre-write my menu like 10 times, scribble out and everything in like my scratchy handwriting. What is that word? Scribbly? Scratchy? I don't know. Um, Handwriting. and, um, And then now I'm starting to type it up on this format that again, it's super simple. It's nothing like revolutionary, but it really helped me in my process and it really clicked for me. So I'll share that with you all. Um, And just, you know, run through every leg in your head, I think, and run through anything you might need, Um, anything your passengers might need, sunscreen, um, bug spray, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, And try and get those extra in stock of those, right? Um, You know, if they're coming from the jungle, if they're coming from an expedition, maybe get some body wipes, you know, Uh, have those lying around, extra Germex, extra, all of those things, right? I sent my passengers with um, prepackaged snacks that I made, as well as um, Yetis full of water bottles for their excursions. Um, And that was just something that I could do to let them know that like I had their back on the road. And I sent them every leg and replenished them every leg. Um, And that's kind of something that you can do to go above and beyond, right? Uh, It definitely took time and I packaged everything, pulled out my label maker and had some fun. Um, But definitely something that also like they might not like the Brazilian snacks that are in their hotel room, but now they have, you know, five to 10 choices of nuts and dried mango and trail mix kind of thing. Anyway. Uh, just food for thought. And um, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope everyone's gearing up with the Christmas cozies and that you're home um, and getting to set up your Christmas tree or, um, you know, any whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, whatever, that you're just enjoying the time. This is my favorite time of year. Um, and so I hope that everyone gets to enjoy holiday season a little bit in one way or another. Um I actually really love traveling during this season and seeing all the different cultures and cities and lights and all of that. Um, I get a good mix this month of staying home in my cozy bubble 
as well as going out and ex- like uh, doing trips, just a few small ones. Um, and I'm excited because it is kind of nice to see every like different cultures and different cities and how they do things and the fun things that are there um, and just spreading joy just to be cheesy. But um, I hope everyone's safe and having a wonderful December so far. Um, we are gearing up uh, for season two. We'll be taking a break here uh, the last two weeks of December. So we'll have one more episode uh, next week. And then we will be going on a break until sometime in January to be determined. And we'll gear up for season two, friends. Um, how exciting is that? Thank you so much. It's been so fun to see your guys' like Spotify raps coming in and um, I'm just so, so happy and so honored that you guys spent time with me this year and listened and that I, it's astonishing to me that I could be your number one listen of the year. Like that's mind boggling to me. It's definitely never anything I expected. Um, but so happy. Um, so thank you guys for making my December. Um, all right guys, have a wonderful week, um, and happy holidays. <laughs>